Welcome to Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibová, that love coach who helps corporate women who have been pushed down and back due to traumatic relationship or childhood trauma in their past, which has caused them to see themselves not in a bright light that makes them people please and not show up the way they know they are capable of showing up. My mission is to help women who are on the path to heal from their past wounds, move through their limiting beliefs and internal blocks so they can guide other women through online coaching, which is that deep down what they are feeling they really want to do instead of sitting in their corporate job. Each week I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, and purpose. No more hiding, no more waiting. The time to take care of yourself, to uplevel your life is now. Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolebova, and today's guest is so special and so beautiful and so insightful that I just couldn't resist the chat with her before I hit the recording, but now I'm going to be generous and really be sharing her with you. Alexis Sabatino, it's such a beautiful, pure light. I was stalking her on Instagram, girls, you know me. I'm getting my best client, best, best guests on Instagram and her energy and her mindset, it's so beautiful. And she truly embodies the holistic healing. So welcome today. I am so blessed to have you. And there are just so many beautiful synergies. Besides us being both plant mummies, I've been looking at your plants behind you. <laughs> I just love it. Welcome. Thank you so much, Patia. It's so good to be here so beautiful and like I said I was already like getting so much value of just like our chit chat and such a beautiful energy that I'm like we gotta start sharing it so before we will dive into today's topic that I'm really personally excited about I would love for you if you could please just for a moment you're starting to already do it thank you for reading my mind just to <laughs> take a deep breath and gently close your eyes and as you're relaxing in this moment, I want you to imagine that it's bright, beautiful morning in Hawaii. And you're waking up, getting out of the bed from your beautiful home right on the beach. And you're walking with your favorite drink in your hand that your love brought you. And you walk on the beach then you sat down, watching the waves, watching the palm trees, and you're relaxing even more with each breath you take. This beautiful private beach reminds you of the richness and abundance in your life and your heart feel so, so, so grateful, overflowing with love. And as you look around you, to the right and to the left, you can't believe this is your life. And yet, you have created this. 
this peace, this prosperity, this love. And as you're sitting there, diving so deep in your gratitude, relaxed and connected with your body, there are lilacates running around on the beach, collecting the shells, and it makes you smile, and it makes you so happy to be alive. And one of the Lilla girls runs to you, and she brings you fresh flowers. And as she's handing them to you, she smiles, holds your hand, and asks you, who are you? What is the one thing you want her to know? Not what do you do, but who you are. A manifestation of the divine. Wow. What is the one thing you want her to know about life? That she has limitless power to create what's in her heart. Mm. That is so beautiful, so beautiful. So beautiful. Look at you. <laughs> Leave me there. <laughs> That's a way to start a podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Isn't it? You know, it's it's so fascinating because I feel like the people that I'm attracting are leaders and world changers and way showers. And sometimes we are so tapped into why we are here and what we get to do that we kind of disconnect a little bit from ourselves and the present moment. So when I can bring my guests to be really present and really tap back into who they really are, the energy completely shifts like your energy now it's so serene and so peaceful and beautiful present mm, thank you <laughs> you're so welcome me there it's it's so beautiful because some of my guests they're like just just leave me here i love this i like <laughs> can we keep doing this i'm like yeah i can send you my meditation it's it's something that i do for my like private one-on-one clients i record their like custom meditations and hypnosis and affirmations because it's um it's so important to go back to yourself and so important to reconnect because it's so easy to get caught up, you know, and, and especially in the world nowadays, right? With everything that is going on, our attention is on the outside and we feel like we get to be doing things instead of being in our energy and then we can achieve so much more. And I see that that really resonates with you. Have you ever been in that like never ending hustle bustle of doing and being in in your masculine? Yes. And I think something that I speak a lot about to my community is because the conditioning is so deep, you know, the the patriarchal conditioning of this sort of um, addiction to our action, our productivity, our addiction to um, our drive, 
that we're constantly as women having to dismantle new layers of that. And I don't feel as though I've reached a place or perhaps will ever reach a place um, where there's not a piece of me that's still softening and softening and softening and softening and coming deeper into that yin space, which is the feminine space, the receptivity space, the being space, because life is happening all the time and it's reinforcing that masculinity or even the disempowered masculinity, which isn't the healthy uh, manifestation of masculinity. And so if we're having that reinforced everywhere we look, then we're constantly being faced with, how do we want to be? What do we want to do? How do we want to run our businesses? And it's always in our face because, you know, you and I both know the world at large is running on that old paradigm. And even though there are many of us who are kind of chipping away at that paradigm so that we can shift into something that is so much more authentic, especially for women, um, it's something that I'm constantly coming back to, like like a mantra and a prayer, like coming back to the beingness and when I notice myself becoming too attached or too um, identified with the doingness. It's just this ever, ever um, happening exploration and journey. And my teacher always says to me, it's a, life is a process upon a process upon a process. There's no end point. There's no destination. There's an illusion of a destination but it's really the journey and the process that is the destination, you know, mm. as cheesy as that sounds. It's, it's so true, you know, because I was on a, on that journey too of like achievement, like let me do this and then I will be happy. Let me finish this and then everything will be okay, but it will never be okay if you're not open to enjoy and accept the journey and the process. And I feel like what we sign up, it's not come here, check off all the boxes and then like, okay, I'm done now. I can pass. Like, really that's the fun of life no (laughs) exploring yet very often we are living this way like oh I have to prove and I have to be validated and I have to do this and it's so sad to see it you know and and especially in women I feel like we took so much on us like hey I want to be the best daughter I want to be the best like in a school I want to be the best mother I want to be the best like taking care of home and I want to run a business or I want to be like making money it's just so many things that we put up on us and then how do you soften into that trust and receptivity right like how do you really soften in it so I wonder uh, um what do you, I don't want to say do, but what helps you? Let's put it this way. What helps you to, to soften? What helps you to get into this receptive mode and trusting? Yeah, great question. I think for me, releasing the, releasing the energy of discipline mm. and embracing the energy of devotion which is a much more feminine energy. And while we are all everything, right? We're all masculine and, and, and feminine. We're all good and bad, dark and light. You know, duality lives within everybody. It is so crucial for women to come home to that feminine nature and for men to come home to their feminine nature. Mm-hmm. But for the sake of this conversation and the fact that I work exclusively with women, we're going to talk about women. Um, but shifting your, 
I don't even want to say mindset, but you can sort of start with the conceptualization, which is the mindset bit, which is, I am, I think that discipline is the right way to go and shifting your mindset into well, what about devotion? What would devotion look like? And then dropping that conceptualization of devotion into the body and asking yourself, well, what would devotion feel like? What would that feel like every day rather than following a really harsh, rigid, overly structured disciplinary process, which for some women is I have to work out for this much, or I have to meditate for this long, or I have, you know, we turn our self-care practices into this rigid, structured, overly masculine process. And it's missing the point because what's happening is you're not really doing it from a place of devotion. You're doing it from a place of checklist. So even our self-care quote unquote becomes this really almost abusive practice that we force ourselves into to achieve something instead of to feel something. Mm -hmm. And when you quote, do things in order to feel versus in order to achieve, it's a very different energy within the body. And it creates a, a frequency and a vibration in your life as a woman that is so much more nourishing than I have to do it like this. And I, I always tell my clients, when you're creating a self-care practice, when you're creating embodiment practices, when you're creating rituals in general, it's not about following the same thing every day. First of all, and I know we're going to get into this, but women are cyclical. So what you do on Monday is not going to be the same as what you do on Friday. What you do at the beginning of the month is not going to be the same as what you do at the end of the month, right? And so if you can honor that literally every single moment of every single day you are in flux. And that is the beauty of being a woman is that you're never the same every from day to day. And so trying to approach your life from a very masculine linear um, energy is counterproductive for your body. And you are not even accessing, you know, even a little bit of the power of your feminine technology, which is this natural cyclical fluid changing um, process. And so when I speak of softening, it's like softening the rigidity, right? Like releasing your rigidity. What in your life is hosting or creating the most rigidity? And while structure is important and it is an important piece of the empowered masculine within us, we don't want our entire day, our entire life to be overly structured. We want to create more flow, especially as women, because that's really where we're meant to be moving and grooving. And so even, for example, for a morning ritual, Maybe you have like a, a, um, a bag of, of things that you like to do, right? Maybe you like to meditate, maybe you like to go for walks, maybe you like to dance, maybe you like to do a ceremonial tea process. Choose from that bag every day, whatever feels most devotional to you versus I have to do this, right? And even practices that are, quote, spiritual practices that are meant to be nourishing, they can become really toxic. And this is what I believe about everything. Anything can be toxic based on the intention put into it, right? Food is not bad inherently. Sex is not bad inherently. Meditation is not bad inherently. But when you come at it with an intention that is not clean or not nourishing, then it becomes toxic, right? So really, it's how we do something versus what we do. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I'm like a little donkey here with my head. <laughs> this girl, it's my person. So <laughs> everything like I live by that really the flow and embodiment. And, you know, I always say my morning routine, it's non-negotiable, but it's always flexible. 
My yeah. mornings are my time. It's where I treat myself like the queen, whatever it is. Some days it's journaling, some days it's meditating, some days it's tanning, some days it's painting, like whatever comes up. And it's so beautiful because yes, it's, it's we don't want to remove masculine from our life. Masculine really helps us to have this fulfilled life, you know, but it's really about dance. It's really about dance between those two energies and knowing when it's time to be masculine and sit down with your team and create a plan for next quarter versus like, oh, let me wing it. But let's see how we wing your bills, right? But, <laughs> but it's really about having this beautiful flow and accepting and respecting like where you are. And something that I, I started to really respect, and it's something that we started to talk about before we started recording it's it's my cycles in a month you know it's like really feeling my body and witnessing my energy where I get to go inward and take care of myself and when I'm craving sweets and not being judgmental I'm like we'll have a vegan donut that's it like what's bad about it and I love when you say it's not about what we do but why we do that when you have a donut two or five it's not inherently bad if you don't do it every day but it's like why are you doing it is it to numb your emotions is it because you are feeling empty or because you are trying to eat your way out of the life that doesn't feel good to you or I am before my cycle, I'm craving it. I will indulge and enjoy and cherish every single bite. Mm -hmm. That's where I am now. And I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I had a donut yesterday. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's important, you know, to be in that. So let's step into that, Alexis, please, because I would love to talk about, you know, the, the woman fluidity and the flow and the cycles and how we can learn to really align with our cycles. Yes, it is one of the most empowering, life-changing paradigm shifts that any woman will ever have. Because the way that we have been conditioned from the time that we're little until we're adults is to believe that we have to work against our female body and our feminine technology. And no one at no point in our growth process tells us how incredible our bodies are. Mm -hmm. And everything in our society is made for a more masculine um, process, for a more masculine body, for a more masculine mind, right? And so, we go on thinking for many, many years that our periods are a problem, that pregnancy is a problem, that birth is a problem, that our sexuality is a problem. And it's really coming home to the understanding that we just didn't, we weren't given what we needed. And when you realize what you are, what your body is, it's very easy to see how the culture the family, the belief system did not support us. And so I like to start off by saying that when you're, when you are becoming more aligned with your cycle, right? And some women here may think that your cycle is just your period. A lot of women think when I say cycle, they mean that I mean um, just your period. So your cycle is the 28 day or the 30 day monthly cycle. And within that cycle, you have multiple different phases. Mm -hmm. And so when you're tuning into this, 
it's important to understand that this isn't just a to-do list to tick off just like the rest of your life where you have to you know tick boxes just like i was saying before with the self-care practices and things like that if you're coming at that as a to-do achievement list instead of a i want to feel something it's not going to have the same effect so when you are shifting into cycle alignment it's about not making it a to-do list, but embodying it, literally embodying your cycle, meaning tuning into and attuning to your natural vibration as a woman and creating a reality around you, a world around you, an environment around you that completely supports that, right? So the food that you're eating which changes your frequency. It changes your vibration. It's so important to understand that everything changes your frequency and your vibration, tuning into the movement that feels good for you. I mean, I can't, I, so many women, including myself, it's like, I would force myself to work out even when I didn't want to, even when it didn't feel good, even when there was no joy. And that's most cases for women, but, but really what if there was a possibility where you could move your body in a way, even though it's, um, you're exercising and you're exerting energy and it's quote work, but it's joyful and it brings you so much joy that it, you don't feel like it's work, right? It goes back to that discipline versus devotion piece. Um, and so when we're tuning to our cycles and um, embodying our cycles and aligning with our cycles, it's about starting with each area of your life and connecting that with your feminine technology and you can really attune everything and and align everything in your life with that the way that you eat the way that you move the way that you self-care the way that you launch the way that you run your business um and that's the beautiful thing about cycle alignment is that you're finally creating a world and an environment that supports you instead of it feels like you are swimming upstream which for me it still feels like that in the um often in the coaching space or in the professional space where it's all about constant production, constant productivity. And you have to stop and go, wait, this isn't how we as women are meant to be. We're supposed to go through a death and rebirth process. We're not supposed to be birthing every moment of every day all the time. And when we're birthing and birthing and birthing, right, and creating so much all the time, we're depleting. We need to go through a natural process of recalibration and restoration to rebuild and that is exactly mimicked in your body every single month when you're getting your um your period right when you're getting your moon your body is literally releasing pieces that are, are that it's done with and you're going through a restoration process so that during the next cycle you can give birth again right and so when we follow this life becomes so much juicier so much more um colorful so much more powerful because it is um it's our authentic way of being instead of trying to fit in a society or into a culture or into a paradigm that was never created to support women oh my goodness i am like yes please <laughs> You know, I never thought about this way, but I'm like, oh my gosh, she's so right. I am I keep trying to give a birth every single freaking day. Like, of course I'm tired. It's so fascinating that you said it. Thank you so much for bringing it up because that's something that I intuitively really felt as a coach, you know, like it's always about producing and productivity and serving, you know, but that means birthing all the time. And I created like... Um, 
healthy like space for me that weekends are only ours and really like restoring and rejuvenating but it's it's true like we are trying to keep birthing 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 and there is no rest there is no restoration of course we will burn out so um, I wonder what are some of the things that we can start doing now to align, you know, what, what, what can we do like after we like um, stop listening to this podcast? Yeah, great question. So again, we go back to doing what can I do, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's really important to get to know your body and get to know your hormones and get to know what's happening within you, right? And, and it not just be some sort of nonsense that you say for your doctors, but really to understand your body at a fundamental level. And so just to give you a basic understanding of the process that you go through, right? So that everybody who's listening to this can start to slowly integrate this understanding and then take it where they want to. But um, the first day of your cycle is the first day of your period, right? So day one is the day one of your period. That phase is known as the menstrual phase, and this is your winter season. So women's bodies are mimicked in nature through the seasons, through the moon cycles. And so if you really want to connect and align with your cycle, start to connect and align with nature, right? If you are thinking about, you know, and it depends where you live in the world, right? But winter time, we naturally want to hibernate. We naturally are more mm. solitary. We naturally want hearty foods, warming foods, grounding foods. There is a unique essence of that season. And so you are, as a woman, exactly the same. And the same with the moon. There's different energies based on different moon phases. So during your first phase, the, the menstrual phase, it is your winter season and it is um, also connected with the new moon, which is the dark moon, right? Again, it's this time of less energy on the planet. When the, when the moon is dark, it's dark outside, right? And feminine energy by nature is lunar energy. It is darkness. That's where life comes from. The seed comes from darkness. And from that winter phase, our, um, we move into our spring phase, and that is our follicular phase. And that's usually around days, you know, I would say, depending on your particular fit, your cycle, day five to seven, like it starts days five to seven and can go until days 13, days to day 14. And your inner spring is this time of rebirth, right? You're coming out of the winter. You're waking back up. You are tuning back into the external. You're less internal. You're less introspective. You're starting to bring your awareness out. And, um, and after your, your um, follicular phase, you move into ovulation. Ovulation is usually around days 14 to 18, more or less, of your cycle. This is connected to the full moon. So this is all about energy. This is when you're, you, you really generally have a lot of energy. It is connected to the mother, right? Because in biodynamic farming, they talk about um, growing based on the moon phases because when the sun is out and the full moon is out, that's when we have the most light on the planet, which means the most fertility when things can grow the most. So you think about that again as a from a physiological standpoint, as a woman, how that's affecting you. And when you're in your ovulation phase, this is the most fertile phase. This is when you can get pregnant, right? So 
even if you're not trying to get pregnant, that's the time to really be giving birth to things. That's the time to be really allowing things to move through you. You're vivacious, you're magnetic, you're social, you're sexy, you're flirtatious. Great time to connect with partners or go on dates. And then as you move out of your ovulation and into your luteal phase around day 19, 20, 21, something like that, you are then descending into your autumn phase and, you know, imagining the leaves falling from the trees, you're going into your death, right. And, um, and going inward slowly, slowly, slowly. And, um, and this archetype is really about the wild woman and tuning into your really raw wild nature. And so, you know, there, we can go deep, deep, deep. Like there's so many different levels to, <laughs> to this, um, but just to give you a basic idea, you know, you don't have to do anything with that right now, but just to feel that in your body, what it's like to go from winter to spring to summer to fall, winter to spring to summer to fall, and that rebirth, death, rebirth process, and how we can mimic our entire lives to move in that flow, because that's how nature flows, right? Things aren't always in blossom 24 seven. There's a process in nature yeah. that happens and we are exactly the same and your hormones are changing through each phase as well. So when you're in your menstrual phase, your hormones are at their lowest, they're bottomed out. So yes, you're going to be tired. Yes. You're going to be feeling a bit funky. And then as you come out of that and you're rebirthing into your spring, your hormones start to come up and, um, and then there's just this whole beautiful dance with your hormones in your body through each day, through each week, where you're literally different every single day. Men have the same process, the same hormonal process. We are different every single day. So we can't expect ourselves to perform the same, to look the same, to feel the same. I mean, your brain works differently. Your voice changes from phase to phase. There's so many different nuances with your cycle and understanding how you're different. And it's just, it's a beautiful process to embody. Well, have you written a book yet? I'm buying it. <laughs> someday soon, yes. Uh, yeah, my boyfriend was like, are you writing a book? I was like, yeah, someday soon, yeah. Let's, let's put it list. It's so, so beautiful. It's so powerful. And this is something that, you know, each of us can really go into, like really connecting with your body and feeling into it, you know, instead of judging it. And I love that you said, like, in the past, I was, I was just raising my hand because I used to push through the workouts. I was in a fitness industry competing, you know, and I would be working out seven days a week, no matter how am I feeling, sometimes twice a day, burned out my adrenal, messed up yeah. my knees. And it's because I wasn't listening to myself i was listening to everything and everyone else on the outside and now i'm in in love and in awe with my body like what it even like sustained for me you know up until now the things that i've done to it so i'm really happy that you know that we can really always come back you know come back and and come back inside one thing that came up for me, I wanted to ask you, um, all of this, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. And I'm like already like thinking where I am and everything, but what if you're taking birth control, would it be the same thing? Because then you're not going to be ovulating and would your hormones be the same if you're taking, like, I know there are different kinds of birth controls, but let's say, for example, with the, like the, the mini pill, which has the least amount of hormones, yeah, great question. So, you know, it's truly for you to feel, right? And it, it all comes back to us as women feeling again, 
really tuning into what is there on a feeling sensation level instead of always being in the mind, conceptualizing, intellectualizing, which is a very masculine process, which again, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that we are way too much there, that there's an imbalance. So, you know, in terms of being on, a, on the pill, it's changing your hormones. And essentially when you're taking the pill, or you're taking any form of hormonal birth control. When I say hormonal birth control, I mean that that, that contraceptive is in some way pumping um, chemical hormones into your body. You are muting your own hormones. And your hormones are you know, a sacred part of your cycle. I mean, they're a crucial part of your cycle, obviously. So you're not going to feel the same ebbs and flows that you would if you were you know, allowing the natural process of your hormones to move through you. But that doesn't necessarily mean, as we were chatting, that you can't start to tune into your own cycle. And you can't start to go, OK, I know eventually I want to get off the pill. I know eventually I want to be natural. How can I start to understand my own technology before I start that process? So that as I'm transitioning off, it's like there's already a foundation. <clears throat> which is makes the process so much easier because you understand what to expect during each phase of your cycle. But yes, your hormones are triggering different processes in the body. They're, they're changing your mood. They're changing your skin. Um, they're changing your energy levels. And so if you don't have that natural process in full swing, you're not going to have the same sort of like um, bodily prompts each phase, each day saying, Hey, this is what's happening because the, um, the chemical hormones are changing that or muting that process. And so I like to always let women know, you know, these, the pill is not actually the same as your hormones. So when they talk about progesterone only pill, it's not actually progesterone. It's what they call progestin. And many of the effects of progestin have the opposite effects of progest progesterone, which is your body's natural hormone. And progesterone is the hormone of progestation. So it's pro baby making. It helps the body to have a healthy pregnancy. And the beautiful part of progesterone is it has all these benefits such as um, helps you with sleep, helps you with skin, right? Gives uh, pregnant women that beautiful glow. And even if you're not pregnant, you still have a certain amount of progesterone always moving through the body. Um, and so progestin actually has the opposite effects of the progesterone that your body naturally makes, meaning if progesterone is pro um, relaxation, progestin is pro anxiety. So they do opposite, <laughs> they do opposite things. And so I just really like to inform women, like, of course, it is your choice to choose whatever contraceptive you want, but you better know what that um, contraceptive is doing to your body and the doctors at whole generally don't tell women hey by the way progestin does this and progestin is not the same as your body's naturally made progesterone same with estrogen the estrogen that they have in these pills is not the same as your body's estrogen it has different effects and it can change your um your gut microbiome it can deplete nutrients it is you know connected to risk of autoimmune disease there's all kinds of things and while one woman may have a fine or perfect experience on their pill, it could completely uh, look different for you or for me, right? Because all of us have different variables, different genes, different um, energy, different traumas, different everything. So it, we can't just go, oh, it worked for her. It's going to work for me. And that's, 
you know, something that they need to take into account when they're offering these medications is like every woman is different. So does that answer your question? I kind of went down a rabbit hole there. <laughs> no, I, I, I love it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm in a hole with you. We're good. We're good. Yeah, it's, I didn't know that. Thank you again for the education. I love that. And of course that when, when you get on something that it's not natural and it's chemical, you cannot be expecting it like butterflies and rainbows. And this is really great for my body, right? Like we are grateful for the medicine and the doctors who are doing the best. I personally believe in nature and, you know, like most of the things that we are doing at home, like everything like shampoos and everything, like all cosmetics that we are using are natural. We are both vegans at home. So we're doing our best. I'm like... I'm not ready yet for the baby. So uh, that's the one thing that we are still not, you know, like eliminating, but I didn't know that. Like, thankfully I don't suffer with anxiety anymore. I used to like anxiety, depression, attempt of suicide. Hopefully it wasn't my birth control, but we'll never know. Right. That's the past. But um, I didn't know that it like can cause anxiety and I'm like, okay, now I can see the sleepless night. Okay. Got that. (laughs) It's, it's fascinating, you know, to really learn more about that. And, and it's so beautiful to be really tapping into this feminine energy and understanding. And I feel that also with age, I'm tapped more into who I am and my body. And even though I'm still on a birth control as of right now, uh, when we are recording, I am planning, you know, get off um, next year. And I'm really in tune in my body. You know, for me, I do have my periods, you know, I can feel my cycles, like the cycle, you know, the phases, I can feel it you know it's not like some women they don't have a period and they're like flat you know I'm not I'm like really living it like whether I have it or not but it's 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 so important to know um so let me ask you what about the women who don't want to have a babies and they don't want to be putting chemicals in their bodies and they just hate condoms like what are our options <laughs> Great question. Um, Well, you know, there's a lot of different forms of birth control out now, and a lot of women are happy with the IUD. Now, there are multiple forms of the IUD, which are, you know, is implanted into, um, into the body. And there is a hormonal IUD and there's a copper IUD. The copper IUD has no hormones. However, it's still made of copper and it's still being implanted into your body. So there's still effects. And As I said, every woman is different. I think that particularly for women who are very sensitive, very intuitive, very empathic, those types of things can really affect them. Um, But it is an option. And I'd say the best of the worst would be to go with a copper implant, a copper IUD, sorry, because there aren't any hormones that are pumping through your body. So your body is still moving through the hormonal process. Um, But if you want to go completely natural, the amazing thing is we really can only get pregnant, you know, six days out of the month, something like six days out of the month. So when you start to tune into your body and you start to create a natural cycle, and sometimes when we go off birth control, our bodies get all out of whack and we have to figure out, you know, what's happening. And then, then the risk for pregnancy can be higher because we don't know what's going on with our bodies. Mm -hmm. But once your cycle is back to normal and it's healthy and you're ovulating when you should be ovulating and you're getting your period and it's healthy, you will start to understand when you're not supposed to be having sex to avoid it. And obviously that isn't something that we can, you know, you don't want to be always 
um, attached to, oh, I can't have sex on this day or whatever. But at the same time, especially if you've been with a partner for a long time, there's a way to be smart about it. And you can also tune into your, um, your, when you're ovulating and notice what your cervical fluid looks like and what your pulse rate is and your temperatures. There's a whole bunch of different ways to tune into how your, if your body is ovulating and when, so that when you're getting certain signs, you go, okay, this is not the time to not wear a condom. This is for women who are really like, I don't want to be on anything and I want to be natural. Mm -hmm. And I've been using this method for, I don't know how many years it's been now. Let me think about this. Um, I haven't been on birth control since maybe seven years, I think it's been, and have been using this, you know, this method of tuning into my cycle and knowing when I'm ovulating and I do have a healthy natural cycle. So it's, it is easier for me. And there's been no pregnancies, right? There's been no um, hiccups. <laughs> so, and that is though me always checking in and checking like, where am I at in my cycle and not just like, you know, and not to like ruin the heat of the moment when you're in it. You don't want to obviously, you know. It's like, oh, wait, wait a moment. This is going to be number five. Get off me. We wait. <laughs> but if you, if you understand and you are embodying your cycle, then you don't really need to think about it that much, right? Because it shouldn't just be about having sex or being intimate. You're thinking about your cycle when you're eating, when you're self-caring, when you're moving through your business. So it's not like compartmentalized just for you know, intimacy, it's, you're already tuned in so that when you are getting intimate, you're like, okay, actually I'm at this phase. I need to think about what I'm doing here. Um, and when you become more aware of that, you can just plan, you can just be more aware and plan. Okay. I'm ovulating or I'm in my ovulatory phase. I should probably wear a condom mm. and not everybody wants to do that, but I feel as though as grown women, we have to take responsibility and we've been conditioned to believe that we're just going to take a pill or we're just going to do some push the easy button and we don't have to think about it. And that's not just for the pill. That's for really all of life, right? We don't want to cook. We don't want to do anything that is um, really taking care of ourselves because we've been conditioned from the medical world and the health world that just push this button. It's easy. Take this pill. It's easy. Right. And we have to get out of the, that concept of um, easy fix and back into, I need to take responsibility for my body. And this is what's happening for me right now. What's the best choice for me. And if I'm really worried about pregnancy, you know, what do I need to do here to honor myself? Mm -hmm. And it really is, I really feel it's, it's a lot harder to get pregnant than you think. It's just that we have been conditioned to believe. I don't want to hear that part either. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I get it. You want to be, um, you want to have a certain level of freedom, but that comes at a cost is my point, right? So you can yeah. have that freedom, but what's it doing to your body? What's it doing to your mind? Because the birth control pill also changes your brain, which, and I think you'll appreciate this um, in particular, Patia, there's a book called... Um, this is your brain on birth control by an amazing doctor, Dr. Dr. Sarah Hill, who wrote this incredible book about how the pill literally changes your brain. You're going to let me like to toss it into the bathroom like tomorrow. And it's, it's look, you make the most informed choice, but my, my mission is like, this is education that's been lost. Oh, absolutely. You, you deserve as a woman to know what this is doing to your body, what it's doing to your brain, what it's doing to your female organs, what, it, you know, and if 
if after everything you read and all the education you intake, if you still feel the same way, by all means, there's no Oh no, no I'm not. Like I want to drive you to the bathroom already for, you know, it's so fascinating because three years ago, I used to have an IUD. I'm on birth control since I was 17. So let's talk about 20 years on birth control, girl. Okay, oh. almost. So... I dropped the birth control three years ago. You know, I, I had an IUD, I had it removed and uh, I'm like, I'm done. I don't need it. I'm single. Two months later, I meet the love of my life. I was like, yeah, we're not having babies right now. It's like <laughs> phases when we are like, you know, building businesses and stuff. I was like, okay, let's, let's be really adults here, you know? And so uh, I think like for the first few months, like we try like the natural ways and I'm like, it's still like pressure and really not relaxation, but it's, it's something that we're thinking about um, next year to start like clear out my body for like the pregnancy. So I am absolutely dropping my birth control. You know, it's not if it's just like when, and it's probably not going to let me throw it to the bathroom tomorrow. And it's, it's really about, it's like taking your power back, like being really informed, you know, like if you feel the same way about it, you know, and you want to do it. It's like, I don't know if you know him, but I learned about medical medium a few months ago, mm-hmm. Anthony Williams. And when I learned about like what, and I was vegetarian, you know, but like last year we become vegans. But when he described what dairy does to our bodies and eggs do our bodies, like feeding the bacteria and viruses, I'm like, I can't, my family can't, like, it's just not happening. So my mom, poor thing, you know, like has to drop everything, you know, my grandma, the same, but they're healing and they're doing so well. So it's really about knowing and then choosing instead of following everybody else. And like you said, pushing the easy button. So I I really, really appreciate it. Um, What do you say was the name of the doctor? Yeah, Dr. Sarah Hill is her name. Um, fantastic woman. And one of the things I wanted to mention to you that I think you'll also appreciate about the pill um, and for everybody listening at home is that it actually blunts a woman's stress response, which sort of initially sounds good because you think, oh, well, you know, basically what I mean by that is your body isn't, you're not perceiving stress. So you could have bombs going off in front of you, right? You could be in a really stressful situation, but your body's not registering that stress and it's blunting that stress response, but it's still accumulating in the body. Does that make sense? Mm, So you're essentially not perceiving it, but it's still affecting you. Mm. And that can be a really big problem because then years and years and years go by and you're accumulating stress and you didn't even know it. And often when I speak to women who have been on the pill for 10, 20, 30 years, um, they, they don't, they don't seem, there's a bit of like a zombiness. Like there's no, they don't perceive when I ask them about their stress levels, they just don't perceive it. They don't, and even if they've got busy businesses and they've got kids and they've got all this stuff going on, they're just not perceiving it, which is actually a problem because our stress response is important to our, our health. We need to know when um, our bodies are under stress. Mm-hmm. So she, she talks a lot 
about that and about all the other ways that the um, the pills can affect your brain. So definitely, you know that I'm definitely researching it. So now that I'm like yes. dumping my pills ASAP, no, it's it's super valuable. Thank you so much, Alexis. And you know, I could keep talking with you hours and hours and hours and hours. And even this episode, it's much longer than I normally do. I just can't get enough of you. But I wanted to ask you, you know, you mentioned it at the beginning uh, that your like life and routines are fluid, you know? So what are some of your daily rituals that are keeping you in this feminine flow and really feeling grounded? What is something that you love to do? Yeah. um, First and foremost, you know, as I plan my rituals and my morning routines, I'm always tuning into where am I at in my cycle, right? Mm -hmm. And what would best benefit me right now? So for instance, right now I'm in my luteal phase and I'm getting closer and closer to my period. I'm about, um, about four days from my period. I'm two days out. <laughs> there we go. I'm so in tune. <laughs> so you're just, we're descending right now into that phase, which means I'm slowing things down mm-hmm. and I'm not taking on a lot of work. I'm not trying to organize my calendar. I'm not trying to create heaps of content. I'm, you know, and that to me is a self-care practice, but in terms of day to day, It could be anything from morning chanting to um, a womb meditation to a morning walk in nature to um, a little bit of dance, yoga, a slow breakfast, um, connecting with a girlfriend and, you know, doing something with her. It just really depends on where I'm at and what my body needs. And I think when you start your day from a place of what do I need today? What does my body need today? You will start to intuitively pick up on whatever that answer is. Right. And you can give your body what it needs based on what it's asking for instead of feeling like, Oh, well, I'm following this routine that my coach gave me or that this person gave me or that my naturopath gave me and it doesn't feel good for me. Well, I want, I want women to ask themselves, like, does this actually feel good? Do you feel nourished by this? Or is this draining and depleting your energy? Because we want to live regenerative lives, just like, you know, regenerative agriculture. I love bringing back all of these, um, metaphors with nature but are you living a regenerative life and and what in what ways are you regenerating every month every day and then planning your rituals based in that wow I feel good just in like (laughs) I I just love it and one thing that you said like the slow breakfast that's something that I started to like practice like probably over a year ago, um, like really slow mornings and creating more space for myself, because then I feel like I have a more eagerness for things instead of waking up and doing. So this is so beautiful. And one last question, Alex, is what is the one thing you wanted to know the women that are still trying to in tune with themselves? What do you want them to know? Hmm. What do I want them to know? It's a great question. I want them to know that the process is always going to be unique for them. And even when we're talking about cycles and about where you're at in each phase, the way that those phases manifest, the way that your body um, experiences each phase of your cycle is also going to be fluid, right? Because it depends on the level of stress that you've had that month. It depends what new things have come in, um, you know, what your business is doing, what your partner's doing, what's it, you're, we are constantly at 
um, the whim of the energies all around us. And so I really want women to know that it's so unique to them and it's so fluid and it's so flexible and that's going to feel really unsafe for women at first, especially for women who are very control freaky, who really want to have control. And that control is a function of, I want to feel safe. And, and it's nothing to judge because we all have that on some level because of the, the conditioning that we have. But that really being in your feminine will initially feel unsafe. And it's not because you are unsafe. It's because you're in this kind of um, unknown space. The feminine really is this unknown space that we have to embrace, right? The womb is this dark black cave that creates all of life. And before there's any life in there, it's just this, this big space of blackness that anything can come from. And so it's about really embracing your feminine is about embracing the unknown and embracing the darkness and embracing that lunar energy that, you know, we often have all these affiliate, uh, these positive associations with the light and this sort of addiction with ascension and the light, but that's, that's masculine energy. Feminine is darkness. Feminine is lunar. And so can you be okay and even fall in love with being in that space of the unknown and allowing it to transform you day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year, so that you're always able to continue to evolve into your fullest expression, no matter what that is. Because what you are today, as I've said, is not what you're going to be next year. And that is the most beautiful part of life, of being a woman. Mm, I love it so much. And it's like really giving yourself permission to evolve and to change and really knowing that you're not married to yourself. Like, oh, today I woke up like this. And so I have to be for the rest of my life like that. It's, it's beautiful. And it's a beautiful reminder that the feminine, it's really the darkness, you know, and we get to learn to embrace it. So Alexis, thank you so much for all of your wisdom, all of your smiles, all of your energy. Um, I already told everybody that I'm obsessed with you. And I'm stalking you on Instagram. Is there any other place people can connect? And guys, if you are stalking her, please in a nice way, okay? Don't blame it on Petia, like Petia told me to stalk her. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're just in the process of renovating the website, but you can head over to the website, which is um, www.shehealsco.com. Um, and you'll find out some more information, but it's, as I said, it's like the feminine it's in flux right now it's it's changing um because we've just gone through a beautiful rebrand so the best way is really connect with me um through instagram send a message reach out i hold regular workshops i'm always talking about something in this sphere whether it's feminine nutrition or feminine embodiment or feminine leadership it's all you know one big beautiful melting pot it really is. So thank you so much, not only for today, but also for the beautiful work you're doing in the world. Thank you. Thank you, Petit. It was so wonderful to chat with you.